Welcome to the Imagine Talks podcast, achieving success, social impact, overcoming obstacles. I'm Stephen Chan. For today's episode, our guest is Patrick Lee. Patrick Lee is a serial entrepreneur best known for being a co-founder and former CEO of Rotten Tomatoes, a leading entertainment website focused on movie reviews and news. He is an advisor to a number of startups, including Castify, InstaRead, Kiwi Campus, Oishi, Weploy, and Zeus Technologies. And he's a mentor at a number of organizations, including SOSV, Berkeley Skydeck, Blue Startups, and Founder Institute. Patrick holds a BA in Cognitive Science from UC Berkeley. Here's Patrick Lee with Developing Disruptive Strategies. Hi, everyone. Hello. So, um, this is my first time doing a fireside chat, and I'm going to have my little paper with me, so please bear with me. <laughs> Hi, Patrick. Hi. So, um, at first, earlier, one of the speakers, they talked about nature versus nurture. And for me, I would really like to know um, a bit more about you and how you grew up. So, can you start by sharing your story and how you grew up? Sure. My uh, parents were born in Fujian, China, but they went to Taiwan when they were very young because of the war. So they basically grew up in Taiwan. Then they came to the States uh, for grad school. And I was born in Los Angeles. My dad was uh, teaching at UCLA. Then he went to Maryland to teach there. And so I moved over to Maryland when I was five, grew up there, then came out back to, the Bay, uh, to California to go to school here at Cal. Uh, after we sold uh, Rotten Tomatoes, went to China for three years, went to Hong Kong for six years, and then came back to the Bay Area. So kind of all over the place. Okay, interesting. So um, I guess, when did you discover your sense of mission in life? Like, What made you decide to come up with Rotten Tomatoes and did you start any other companies before Rotten Tomatoes? So yeah, I've done six startups. Rotten Tomatoes is actually the third. Uh, and what I've realized actually fairly recently was it wasn't even so much about doing companies. I've always liked to build, to get people together, um, build communities, kind of just organize things. I'm, I'm actually kind of OCD. So I think it was actually just an offshoot of just getting people together, like, hey, let's do something. You know, getting, when I was in high school, we were, I was very active in, and helped start the Chinese club there. And then when I was at UC Berkeley, I was really active in this martial art called Wushu. So I got really into that. And actually, a lot of the people that I did my company with were people like classmates or who were also taking wushu. And uh, doing these different startups, um, it was more just like keeping everyone together. So one thing for me was I always felt like, you know, when everyone graduates from school, they go all, all over the place for college. And then graduate from college, they go all over the place for work. And my, my thought was, you know, these friends at work are probably not necessarily as good as your friends from college who might not be as good as your friends from high school. Like, why does everyone have to just keep spreading out? And so for me, it was like, let's do a company to keep everyone together. This is for you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks. Talk about very extra. 
Um, sorry, that was kind of unexpected, but <laughs> um, going back to that, so are you still doing that now? Yeah, so I, I've been taking a break um, from doing startups, and so I've been doing a lot of like speaking, a lot of mentoring, um, helping out at Berkeley and other different uh, like accelerators and incubators. Uh, just was helping at a tech accelerator in Hawaii, um, and also helping out with a lot of events. So organizing my own events, doing stuff up here, also supporting other organizations. So I'm active with like the uh, Asian Pacific Fund and also very active with a group called Gold House. And they're basically like kind of like prominent members, Asians within tech and venture and entertainment and trying to support uh, Asians in America. Okay. Um, and also, as far as the entrepreneurial spirit goes, did you always have that in you or how did you find that? I think... Yeah, I think I did. It's more just because I always felt like, maybe because I was OCD, I always felt like I want to do it a certain way. Mm -hmm. And if it's not the normal way, then just then I'll just do it myself. Um, and I would say one of my abilities, more than anything else, was the ability to kind of like get people together to do something. Like, hey, let's do this, and convincing people of something. And I would say that was always my biggest strength was, you know, getting friends to like quit school and like doing a company <laughs> together or, you know, um, trying to raise money or getting clients or, you know, convincing someone else to kind of leave school or, or leave their job to come work with us. Mm -hmm. So that was always my thing. Um, and I think that being entrepreneurial was more just being stubborn and wanting to do things my own way. Interesting. I guess um, a lot of us could probably relate to that. <laughs> and um, I will say, what is uh, what are some of the biggest challenges you have in life, especially going through the um, six companies that you had before Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I think probably the biggest challenge when you do a startup, or I think anything on your own, is uh, is is like stress. Um, it's not easy to do your own thing. I'm sure anyone here who's done their own business, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. And it's sort of like, how do you keep pushing through when it's maybe not going well? Um, and it's rare that everything just goes perfect. And so kind of pushing through, especially if you're, you know, a founder or the CEO, uh, how do you keep everyone else motivated? Um, everyone's looking to you to for direction and to stay charged. I like to say that you're like a battery that everyone's plugged into you. And they're all you know, taking a charge from you, but then how do you stay charged in that situation? So I think that is uh, like a really huge challenge. Um, and obviously when things are growing, it's not that hard. Uh, but when it's you know, flat or, or declining, it's, it's super hard. Okay, so what were, um, I will say, since you said that the, your biggest challenges was to stay afloat and you know making sure that you're all there, so what did you do? What type of things did you practice in order to kind of like get yourself away from that or overcome it? I honestly wasn't great at it. Um, I just kept trying to put more time in, cut out everything else. So I, I didn't have a very good work like work life balance um, as far as relationships, friends, family, all that stuff. I just put everything into, into work. Mm -hmm. One thing I realized 
afterwards, since I've been on kind of on this break for a couple, about two years now, um, and thinking about it, I realized actually when I was in Hawaii uh, just a couple of months ago over the summer, helping out this tech accelerator group, um, I was constantly giving this advice of like, you're trying to do too much. You're trying to do too much. And for two months, I was basically hammering in, like, you need to focus more, you need to do less. And then I realized, like, oh man, I was doing the same thing myself, especially my last three startups. After we sold Rotten Tomatoes, the next three, all three of them, I was doing, trying way too much. I think as a result of after Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally do more, but, but actually that was wrong. And so the thing now that I believe very strongly in, and a lot of times when I go and speak, is specifically around focus. Um, and when you're just starting out and you have very few resources, usually it's like one to three or four friends, probably little to no funding, or you're probably putting your own money in. Um, you know, if it's something technical, but you don't have an engineer or you're like trying to pay some design firm or consultant to help you with it. Um, but people, especially like entrepreneurs, they always want to do everything. They actually, they think they can do anything and which is, you know, they can actually a lot of times, but because they think they can do anything, they want to do everything. And so they end up doing like biting off more than they can chew. And, and when that happens, they just, you can't do everything well, right? It's like trying to be, you know, cheesecake factory instead of being in and out. Um, and so that was something I learned after the fact. And I've been trying to like, you know, share that message. Um, because I, I actually think if you can stay focused, you know, like a magnifying glass, you have all this light or the sun, but it doesn't do anything. It just puts light and heat everywhere. But if you can actually put it onto one point, you can like start a fire, right? And if you can do that, by doing less, you actually can accomplish more, but also by doing less, you're gonna be less stressed as well. So it's like everything is good when you can kind of focus. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, I wish I you know, realized that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and with Rotten Tomatoes, for instance, that one actually did well because it was focused and it was almost like by accident that it was focused because we didn't raise that much. The internet bubble burst literally like two months after we raised. 9-11 was a year and a half after the bubble burst. So it kind of forced us to be very focused just to survive. Mm -hmm. But actually that focus was what made it successful. I see. So, I mean, I wish I met you sooner because me, myself, I'm an entrepreneur and oh my gosh, people who know me, they know that I am a visionary. I always have all these great ideas. But at the end of the day, everyone's like, Ashley, just focus, you yep. know, yep. focus on what you're good at. So I definitely agree with that. Yep. Um, but going back to that, so Ron Tomatoes, I understand that there's other founders, correct? Yep, uh, two other main founders. And um, how did you decide to choose these business partners? Uh, so Stephen was our CTO, and I knew him from Wushu. And Sen, who was our creative director at our design firm before Ron Tomatoes, he was the one who actually came up with the idea for Ron Tomatoes. He was down the hall from me from freshman year of college. Actually, all six companies, I have at least one co-founder that I knew from freshman year of college. And a couple of them were like literally same floor. Yeah. I see. And were there ever any like, uh, I guess, challenges for the three of you? Because, you know, there's always like different personalities with people, right? So how would you be able to overcome obstacles if one person's like, I want it this way, and the other person's like, no, I want it that way? Yeah, so in that situation, I mean, with founders, it's, it's basically like marriage. Um, you're gonna be working with these people more than, and seeing these people more than you will your own like significant other or spouse. And, uh, and a lot of times people just jump in and be like, hey, let's do a company together, but they barely know each other. And that's, 
I mean, you could do that in, with a marriage too. You could go, go to Vegas and have a shotgun wedding, but it generally doesn't work out well. You're going to get divorced. And I would say that was, that's a primary reason why people have trouble. Luckily with them, I knew them for years before we tried doing a company. Mm -hmm. And we did have issues, but in our case, what was really good was the three of us had very different roles. So Sen was the one who created it, was a product person. Steven was technical, and I was like the business side. And so we didn't really step on each other's toes. And the one thing we tried to do internally was we never put anything to the vote. With, like, with three people, you could totally do two versus one. But we're like, no, we're just going to, if we have some disagreement about something, we're just going to go into a room, and if it takes a couple hours or a couple days, you know, sometimes we're even like yelling at each other, but we work it out until we come to something that we all agree is the best path and not just do like a two versus one or anything like that. And so that's how we handled it. Interesting. Um, so what parts of your daily routine are most important to you now? I just have to ask that because, you know, nowadays on social media, everyone's always like routine, routine, routine. You have to wake up at 5 a.m. and, you know, put in your workout and all this stuff. But I want to hear, like, what routines do you have? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a great routine. I like sleeping. Um, and my schedule's kind of off a lot. Uh, I, I do everything through email, so even like my to-do list is, is my email. So if, I, if I'm like, oh, I need to do this thing, I just email myself that thing. And so for me, a, a big thing is to try to stay on top of my email, which is always a challenge. Um, and so I'm, I'm battling that like probably hours every day to kind of stay on top of things. Um, and for me, I like, again, because I'm OCD, I like to be able to respond to everything. If my problem now, personally is I like to say yes to things, which is not great. But you know, people are like, hey, can we get a coffee? Can we do a, a Skype call or email on this advice? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's no problem. And so I actually respond to everything and, and yeah, so. That's what got you here. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, this, in this case, they, they've asked a couple times, but I was always out of town, but this, luckily it worked out this year. Okay, so with your OCDness, um, how are you able to delegate all these duties to other people, especially with all these companies? I'm sure, you know, building it from scratch and seeing your, this is your baby, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. So how are you able to delegate it and, and what type of um, skills do you have to have in order to do so? So I think, again, with like Rotten Tomatoes and some of these other companies, it was always good to have co-founders or people that you, you bring on that have different skill sets than you and can handle certain areas. So like technical or product, I didn't worry about that. I knew they were gonna handle it. I'd have some feedback or, or my thoughts, but then they make the ultimate decision. Um, the other thing is, is you know, get people who are better than you at, at other things, right? You can't do everything yourself. It's gonna be a mess. And it's, gonna, it's not gonna be a big company if you, if you try and do that. So yeah, learning to delegate and, and specifically hiring people that know so much more about something that you're, like, you're not gonna question them. Mm -hmm. So once, and when times are rough, is there any specific method you have in order to just go through it? Like if you're super stressed or super angry or if your emotions start running wild, is there anything I do like breathing-wise, exercising-wise? What would you like to do? I'm super stressed, uh, super angry. Probably just uh, have silence. I mean, just go and spend time just by myself, not doing anything. I'm a huge nerd. You know, go watch some anime and... Uh, play some video games or something, and just be by myself. And then, you know, time fixes a lot of these things. 
Okay. Um, the reason why I asked that is just we have some mutual friends, <laughs> and they told me that you have some uh, interesting hobbies. Is there anything that you might want to share in terms of hobbies? Interesting hobbies? <laughs> might, have, might have to do with something along the lines of um, rapping. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes when I hang out with friends, there are some of them that like to go to karaoke. And it's something you, I picked up kind of when I went to Asia. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, sometimes um, if, if I had a couple of drinks in me, you know, like the one thing I realized is like I can't sing. So when I was in, in, in Asia, I remember someone had, had put on uh, Eminem, was it like Lose Yourself or something? And I didn't really, I, mean, I heard the song before and I'm just like, I can read this, you know, kind of in the right pace. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it, it, it sort of, in Asia, it kind of became my thing because I, uh, because I couldn't sing. And so I, I decided, I'd, you know, if everyone goes one way, I go the other way. Yeah. So not singing, but rapping. Yeah. So we need a couple of shots right now. Yeah, no, no. So that you can yeah. sing. <laughs> Does anybody have Lose Yourself on your phone right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so what is your priority in life now? Um, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what's next. I've always done startups. The six startups were across 23 years straight, just back to back. And I, you know, especially the last three, they didn't go so well because, again, I wasn't focused. Uh, those three companies combined were 15 years, uh, over s about 7 million that we had raised. And so it's a lot of pressure. Um, and when you have like that level of stress of trying to just keep things going, you know, you have so many people relying on you, like your employees, your co-founders, your investors, your reputation, your users, your clients. Um, I was having like health issues, like literally end up getting this thing like called hyperthyroidism, which is like partly triggered by stress. I was having shortness of breath. I was um, insomnia. I was even having like rashes, just like break out and I was, and I, I, I was like getting tested. I was like, I think it might be gluten. I don't know. And uh, it turned out it was actually stress. And once I decided to take a break, um, everything, it all went away. And so I've been trying to figure out what's next. If all I've ever done is startups, but I don't think I have the energy to do another startup, what do I do after that? And so I've just been on this break um, trying to figure that out. And I do feel like it's something around community or something around getting people together because that's something I've always liked to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what do you have a passion for if you were to go towards that route? Um, one, I mean, one thing I've been doing is I've been trying to get this like intersection of, of tech and venture and entertainment together. Uh, it's something that was, you know, with Rotten Tomatoes when I was doing this company in, in Hong Kong called Alive Not Dead, which was like almost like a MySpace uh, for Asian artists. Um, so I always liked doing that. I've been toying with the idea of maybe trying to put together like a film fund or something in that arena because I, I definitely think there's a lot more that can be done there. Um, and there's a lot of interesting stuff happening with, you know, Crazy Asians and the Farewell and all these movies mm -hmm. um, that Asians, even though there's a lot of stuff that's interesting happening, I think there's a lot more that we need to, to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it might be interesting to be a part of that and to help that process. Awesome. That'll be pretty good. Um, so finally, uh, we are in 
the Bay Area, especially San Francisco, we have so many entrepreneurs, right? So with all these budding entrepreneurs, what type of um, advice would you have or what you give them uh, with starting their first business? Uh, it's the same thing I said before, focus. What I tell people is when you're just starting out, do one feature or product for one category for one market. No more. And it's easy to justify, like, no, we need the second feature, or no, we need to do two categories, or no, we also need to do this other market. But you can always do those later. And every, like, every company you can think of, like, go look at them in the way beginning, and they all will focused. The ones that are not focused, you've never heard of. Um, Facebook started off as just Harvard. Amazon was just books, for those of you old enough to remember. That's all they were. They were an online bookstore. They actually went IPO just selling books. It wasn't until year two or three of being IPO that they added, I think, CDs and then DVDs, right? Um, Google was just web search. It wasn't all the stuff you see now, maps and all that thing. Yeah, when you're a, you know, like a trillion dollar company or something, you can do more things, but not when you're, again, just starting out. Uh, Ron Tomatoes, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat. Like Twitter like, is like a status update and you can't be more one thing than Twitter, right? Um, Look at Boba guys, right? So all these ones that have been successful, they, they do one thing and they do it really well, not lots of things badly. And so anyone who's starting out, be super focused. Like that is the number one thing you have to do. Um, and it's really hard because even when I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and I give them advice and they tell me all this stuff and I'm like, you need to focus more. You need to do this. They can always justify why they need to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, you know, you can tell them like 10 times and they still won't get it. It's super hard to like get through it. And even myself, my last three companies, I knew it in my head, but you still kind of ignore it. You always can justify why you can, you have to do this extra thing. And it's honestly, it's wrong. So that'd be my advice. So that's why you had to learn to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say yes to everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is just me personally, but yeah, but for business, yes, you need to, you need to learn how to say no. So for all you budding entrepreneurs out there, you heard him, focus. And um, even though you know it, apply it. Knowing is not enough, apply it. Yep. Well, and always you. ask someone else too. And I'm sure people around you will be like, you're doing too much. And listen to them. Great, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ashley. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode with Patrick Lee. To learn more about Imagine Talks, go to www.imaginetalks.org. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks supports this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at E-D-G-E. That's edgeinterns.com. Mental Power Hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect at mentalpowerhacks.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of Imagine Talks podcast, Achieving Success, Social Impact, and Overcoming Obstacles. See you next episode.